gather round the campfire, normies, for a very spooktacular episode of Normies Like Us. On a dark and stormy night, we're talking all things horror. So buckle up, boys and ghouls. The frights have just begun. <laughs> <laughs> Coming to get you, Barbara. The power of Christ compels you! Oh my god! Hey, so I don't know what that was, but hey guys, yeah, welcome back to Normies sp- Like Us. Spooky, yeah. Yeah, on a weird spooky night, too. I mean, it's not Friday the 13th, but it sure feels like it. Mm. This is Colin. Joe. And the wolf mic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, so it should be... Um, Joe and Stein, <laughs> the Joe the and Wear Stein Mike, and I'll right. be Call Acula. So today we're talking all things horror, guys. It's our 20th episode, and That's we always right. go a little looser on those episodes. So we'll just be talking broad strokes of horror. Yeah, and basically throughout the next three weeks of October, we're going to be touching on one video game series, one comics, you know, literature book series, and then one um, film series, which is going to be Resident Evil, Stephen King, and Friday the 13th. So all you staples all of horror. Stuff yeah. horror. Yeah, so we're loading I mean, you up. some of my favorite stuff. Yeah, some yeah. slashers, some spookers, all the good stuff. Survival horror, all of it. So we're just going to kind of talk horror in general on this one, you know? I mean, that's what October's for. Guys, is this your favorite month of the year? Oh. It absolutely is. Halloween, baby? I'm born in October. It's my favorite uh, month of the year. There we go. Yeah, yeah. It is a month-long celebration for me, not yeah. just one night at the end of the month. Yeah, we go beyond being trick-or-treaters. We are horror movie enthusiasts. So when mm. it becomes October 1st, typically Joe and I do the tradition every year of every night ends with a horror movie. Sometimes really? we'll cater it. You know, in one week, we'll try to knock out the entire Scream series. We'll do some classics, you know, those universal uh, horror movie monsters. Uh, but we usually try to give it up mostly to the classics of the big three. Freddy, Jason, Michael. Yep. The slasher icons. Yeah. Really, like, it's weird how they became, like, superheroes in their own right. Yeah. You know, people watch those. You're not rooting for the counselors or the, the kids. Yeah. Like, you're, you're looking for Freddy to do some fucked up shit in dreams and yep. machetes and, and knives, all the, the gory goodness. Yeah, you say that. You say superheroes. I'm pretty glad we haven't gotten origin stories yet that there's not Freddy. Or, you know, not Friday the 13th. But we did, Jason, we? the Friday origin story. You get a lot of those, but boy, you know, thank God. Thank God they're not mining that well, like, nonstop. Yeah, I mean, it is funny how they turn the corner where, like, you're not sympathetic towards the protagonist. You just want to see them get killed. And they even write them oh, as yeah. more annoying as yeah, they go yeah, on. Exactly, <laughs> they're, they're Mike, like you just hit the annoying. nail on the head yeah. on that guy. I mean, you know, it used to be first Friday the 13th, you look at a lot of those campers and you say, oh my God, even in the second one, a kid in a wheelchair is the protagonist. Yep. The whole time you're saying, please do not kill him. Please, please, yeah. please, please. Now it's dickheads who are getting high, you know, cheating on their girlfriends, mm-hmm. fucking around, hanging out in the woods getting their throats slit yeah, yeah. or putting a sleeping bag and slammed against a tree <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or, yeah especially so that brutal. is the friday the 13th uh, remake <laughs> yeah with uh, jordan padalaki one of the, uh, yeah. the supernatural boys. i love that the supernatural boys they should just do crossovers with all the major dudes like, oh yeah dude supernatural versus freddy versus jason we, we got them with scooby-doo, scooby-doo. yeah, yeah. Why joe not do you're this? the biggest supernatural fan i know so let me ask you this house of wax uh and as you just said friday the 13th paris hilton's vehicle reference those in, in um, the series there is an episode at a wax museum with Paris Hilton in it. 
and oh, Dean has jokes about like how Paris Hilton's the villain of the episode. Oh, which wow. Is funny oh wow. He was in the movie. So I guess what we should do then is go around and let's get a horror background because I have not really experienced an October with you bros. Yeah. So. And just general, you know, outside of it, not talking movies. We're not talking video games. We're not talking comic books yet. Just tell me horror stuff. Ah. Scariest shit that's ever happened to you. Uh, just great Halloween memories. Can I tell you guys one? I've never shared this with anybody. This is <laughs> this is not wow. the scariest thing that's ever happened to me. This is the only unexplained thing I've ever had happen to me. Okay. It's going to seem pretty minor, but just let me talk it out to you guys. Okay. Vampire car. What? Hmm. What does that mean? Christine. Uh, Stephen King pitch. <laughs> it's, like, it's, it's not even true. It's like a reverse vampire car would be the best way to describe it, but it's the only way I can sort of pin it. One day I was driving, middle of the day, look behind me, there is no car. Look in my rearview mirror, there is a car. What? And it just kept happening. Mm. Uh, for 30 minutes I did that. I pulled over at a certain point because I was so confused. What? That's spooky. Yeah, isn't that weird? Yeah. Did it ever go away? You ever no, figured it out? I never figured it out. And I kept thinking time of day, reflection, you know, uh, you know, like something with the light, you know, something's catching it. There's it's something weird with the angle of the mirror. No, nothing. I, I try to explain everything oh about my it. God. I never told it to you because like our buddy Jacob, who has his alien encounter <laughs> metal, like metal goose story <laughs> metal where goose. he thinks he saw a yeah. goose that was actually a spaceship. You know, obviously, you could tease me for it. Yeah. <laughs> the next time we have Jacob on, we'll that, have him tell yeah. that story. We'll that, do like an X Files episode. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah, that that is a that's spooky though. Anything unexplained like that? that Anything weird spooky. in your lives? I have a spooky ghost story. Ooh, really? Spooky um, ghost story. So when I used to freelance G and E, um, grip and electric on the film sets, we were doing um, a shoot at Linda Vista Hospital, and they have done a Ghost Adventures episode Uh-oh. there. So it's absolutely Los Angeles haunted hospital near uh, Echo Park, and you know, allegedly haunted. So we're filming in there, and just a lot of weird stuff would happen. Like we'd be filming a, a scene. And then, like, the camera would just start dropping frames for no reason. Like, you know, it would just start glitching out. And it would never do that on any other film yeah, shoot. I've I mean, never seen it happen. equipment so, like, messing not up. Too much sense. of, like, a believer or whatever. But interference with electronical yeah. equipment is a very common occurrence when yeah. investigating the paranormal. You, uh, you mentioned Ghost Adventures. Yeah. Uh, this is Tuesday when this gets released. On Thursday, I'm heading down to Vegas to celebrate my little sister's 25th, 21st birthday. Oh, there you go. And we are going to Zach Baggins Museum. Oh, yeah. Which is a haunted house in uh, Vegas that he bought. That is Whoa. now a historical landmark. It is the oldest mansion in Vegas, uh, supposedly haunted. So he made enough Ghost Adventures money. <laughs> to buy a haunted museum. Oh, my God. Point. To buy a haunted house yeah. and then turn it into a museum. So there's like a doll room. Uh, like you know, creepy artifacts from a bunch of the different. It's like episodes. the the Black Museum and Black Mirror. Exactly. Yeah. 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 They yeah. actually have uh, the van that Kevorkian drove around in when he was offering suicides, Jeez. which is like super dark. And okay. If There'd you probably see be a big Annabelle. business for that now. Uh, <laughs> yeah. If you see Annabelle, smash her to pieces. Oh, <laughs> Go for it. Um, yeah, spooky stuff. I've I've had some spooky stuff happen. Have you guys ever been out on a ghost encounter? Yeah, you know, something um, like that. Nothing really. like that. The the Queen Mary, uh, which oh, is another right. famous uh, Southern California landmark. It is the oldest ship. It's docked uh, down in Long Beach. Mm-hmm. Um, went on a haunted tour of that uh, after hours, which was really cool. They take you through like the bowels of the ship and stuff like that, and. You know, like they take you to a swimming pool where kids had fallen in and fucking died before because it's just an Olympic sized swimming pool in the dark. And like they turn off the lights and just show you, like, now imagine just like falling into that pit. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, God, you God. Know, 
Um, and we downloaded like a couple silly phone apps that do like spirit box type stuff yeah. and like, you know, watched for meter peaks and stuff like that. But it was, it was a really good time. I, I love shit like that. Yeah. I'd be open to it. I don't know if I believe guys. And if we're going to talk the niche to normie of it all, I guess, is it belief or not belief? Yeah, for me, I just like to err on the safe side when it comes to ghosts. <laughs> You're the agnostic look. Well, at it's it. like, look, if if they are real, yeah, you I'm can't fucking with. You them. can't run from them. Like yeah. a werewolf, fuck it, I'll get on an airplane. It can't like get through customs and yeah. find me, right? But a <laughs> That's ghost, a solution to that. Yeah, That's a ghost good. could come find me anytime, yeah. anywhere. I'm, I'm scared of things I can't punch. Exactly. Like, like a werewolf, I could take a werewolf. I could punch one, right? Yeah. Or yeah. Silver bullet. I'm Joe Asta. I could, I could take a werewolf. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but a ghost? But a, a psychopath? ghost girl who like, like follows me around? But a psychopath like Mike Myers? But, I could take him. But he can die. Yeah. Right. Well, it depends on yeah, what movie you're watching. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, where the mythos are. And he, he does seem outside of physics. Yeah. Because like, even Jason will just like appear somewhere. Right? Oh, sure. Like teleporting. Absolutely. but. In theory, he should be bound by reality, but a ghost can just follow you forever. Ooh. That's what's really scary. Um, I did a haunted tour of Gettysburg one time. That was really cool, too. Damn, that other, place like, is full of ghosts. If, if you're a history <laughs> yeah. buff, too, you, you'd love that. In New yeah. Orleans, I missed out on the, the haunted bayou tours and stuff. That seems oh, like it's that cool. That would be fun. Like Resident dope. Evil 7. Yeah, <laughs> yeah damn. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Do you believe? Joe? I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't want to say no, but I have to say... You're skeptical. Yeah, I, I say no. Why am <laughs> uh, I so scared of horror movies then? Uh, yeah. Why do I look away when somebody does turn into a werewolf? I'm positive I will never interact with a werewolf. Unfortunately, God, I would love to. Just a little variety in life. I'll let you know. Of. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> You're so stay away from Mike there. <laughs> You've been lucky, yeah. Uh, it's, uh, the full moon's going to be tomorrow as we're recording. Actually, yeah, as we are recording. <laughs> it's there legit. Is a full moon. Watch out, normies. we got to wrap this up before night. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, you shaved today? Because you're looking pretty hairy. Yeah, I shaved. I shaved this morning oh, uh-oh. uh-oh i gotta play basketball later too <laughs> oh i forgot you're a teen wolf type werewolf <laughs> yeah, that's right. well and that's a, that's another element yeah. of horror that i i fucking love is just you know beyond like the spooks and scares like horror iconography is just like so embedded into our culture now oh, yeah. damn so again nail on the head joe the niche to normie of it all you know everybody gets scared of stuff if you're scared mm-hmm. of ghosts you know that's just a religious element if anything you know there can be the normie aspect of just i know what a ghost is i know what a vampire is but the niche of it all really is the iconography to be able to watch an episode of supernatural where they bring up what a uh is and for you to just say well i know you know from <laughs> the horror myths of a genie mm-hmm. tricking you know people uh in the desert you know it, that's the niche of it all mm-hmm. um and i would say also like um understanding the technology behind like paranormal investigations ooh. like spirit boxes yes. uh EKG meters even the, like the connect camera setups that they do now like just understanding how that stuff works then it's even if you're skeptical like it's hard to deny some some proof when it's based in like scientific at least keep uh, your mind discovery. open that- there's something unexplained, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's some sort of interference happening. I mean, like, especially, like, the uh, the Kinect camera stuff that they do now. I think it's so fascinating. And the first time mm-hmm. I ever saw it was in a Paranormal Activity movie. Oh, damn. Um, sure. But now, like, they use that in actual paranormal investigations. Of to course. just see, like, you know, mapping the room. Yeah. So a normie's going to get scared once a year, maybe in the month of October. Yeah. But if you're the niche person, uh, there is so much horror content now for you. You're probably the person consuming that all year. You probably have a subscription to Shudder, you know, the horror exclusive streaming app you know, that just shows horror iconography all the time. Right. Um, 
and has a lot of stuff that was exclusive to the Chiller Network that oh, when yeah. that went under God, went please. to Shutter, which is super yeah. cool. Yeah, and you're not somebody who's seen just Friday the Thirteenth the the movie. You watched the TV show, right? <laughs> or you, <laughs> you played know, the or video Freddy's game. Nightmares. Yeah, exactly. Yep. So we'll be talking more about that. Let's go ahead and just jump right in, guys. Let's talk the movies that scare the shit out of us. Let's talk horror. Welcome back, normies. We're talking horror movies, all things that go bump in the night. Um, now, obviously, since, again, this is sort of a general episode, we're going to be talking kind of later the top 10 highest grossing horror movies of all time. That's mm-hmm. a list that has fluctuated essentially a lot in the last year, too. Andy Muschietti's It just took the top spot on that. But uh, first, you know, we'll go around and we'll talk favorites. That's the main thing. What do you like about horror movies? What's your favorite horror movie? Man, that's such a loaded question for me because it's a, a genre that I, I love. Like so many of my favorite movies in general are horror movies. So to pick a favorite horror movie, I think is really tough. And I also think we should do um, scariest horror movie because I think there's a difference there. Like oh, the movie so that too. scared me the most is not one of my favorites. Um so I guess I'll, I'm going to open with that Let's one. Do it. Okay. The scariest movie I've ever seen is the Poughkeepsie Tapes. Mm, do you guys know what that is at all? I do because it's the scariest movie I've ever seen as well. It's a film that I saw with you. Mike, this is a found footage horror movie just to kind of give you the legend of it that yeah. was not available ever. It was never released. It was just something that was put online. So for a long time, people were like, what is this? Is this real? It was something Joe and I torrented one night. Uh, we were watching The Thing, the remake of the remake, the right. film that came out in 2011 <laughs> yeah. that kind of was like a supplementary film to John Carpenter's The Thing. Yeah. Um, we turned it off and said, you know, let's watch something even scarier. Yeah, we want to watch something really yeah. scary. Our buddy Andy was in town. He, he said, okay, well, I've heard about this. We, we torrented it. The Poughkeepsie Tapes. Poughkeepsie, New Jersey right. uh, being a place. Think, right? Or Pennsylvania, I'm sorry. So. And it's about a serial killer in the area. And it's his his journal, his diary, essentially. Like his tapes. He shot him. Yeah, the, exactly. wow. the killer is shooting them, yeah. And wow. the fucked up shit. I mean, it's like um, audition the the Japanese yep. horror film it's kind of like that but found footage and from the perspective yeah of the a lot killer. of human degradation Whoa. stuff yeah and it's just like so unnerving the whole time and we did uh, we did not feel good after that no movie. no because again uh, you know there's no ghosts in it there's no aliens coming down there's no twist at the end that he's a werewolf that that's the reason he's doing this it's scary because maybe a person could do this yeah yeah, yeah I remember after we watched it too we watched it. Like two in the morning in the and living room. We should say, as adults, <laughs> we, <laughs> yeah. we were not children. Right. Um, and we had a sleepover. Yeah. <laughs> Essentially, yeah, we, I no said, one left the uh, I'm not going to leave the living room. <laughs> I'm too fucking scared. Right. Uh, wow. So that was guys, kind of the last if, time if I, I ever go to felt the bathroom. You guys are still going to be up yeah, when you're I gonna come back. you're going to say out loud <laughs> yeah. that you're still here because yeah. I'll just leave the door open. Yeah, wow. That's uh, crazy. It was, I mean, yeah, you, it was super scary. When was the last time you ever felt like that? I yeah. mean, so scared you didn't want to go to sleep. Yeah, it was it was rough. Uh, so that would definitely be the, the scariest. scariest movie I've seen. Um, in terms of favorites, man, there are so many like iconic ones that like I feel like you can't not say John Carpenter's Halloween. Yeah. Um, yeah, like revolutionized slashers. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, low-budget horror movies, the legacy of the character. Um, oh, the film work. Dean Kundi. It essentially invented the glide cam, the steady yeah. cam, you know, that sort of mm-hmm. cinematography. Um, and and I'm a huge Bruce Campbell and, yeah. and Sam Raimi fan, so Evil Dead 2 always will hold a special place in my heart. Uh, you know, the chainsaw hand, the boomstick, long legacy of comic books and video games associated with that character, too. So yeah. Ash is probably one of my favorite horror icons, and it's also like rare in a horror movie for you to have a leading hero that you root for actively true and ash is that so evil dead 2 is probably way up there for me nice colin uh scariest i'll just again say poughkeepsie Poughkeepsie, tapes you know just absolutely horrified me but we're talking favorites uh you know joe you just listed off some greats where you know it's so different more suspenseful with Halloween. Right. And you've got more slapstick with the Evil Dead. You know, yeah, horror fun. horror is a great genre to play around with. Uh, you know, you've got something like Alien, sci-fi. Like, is that horror? Yeah. Who knows? Uh, so yeah. one that I lean more towards, also a John Carpenter classic, is The Thing. Yeah. I mean, that is disgusting body horror. We're talking incredible special effects uh another film that i i I put up there as well an american werewolf in london oh academy award winner for the greatest special effects of all time uh you know i'm i'm really drawn more towards that like if your body is exploding and fluids are shooting out and it just looks like as realistic as possible without computers making it i want to see it what about uh cronenberg's the fly i'll love that shit absolutely absolutely fantastic uh Body horror. That's yeah. uh, Cronenberg in general. I mean, obviously that's his genre. I don't know if you guys ever saw The Brood stuff like that. I mean, it's just video disgusting. Um, existence. Yep, that one. Yeah. I was going to mention American Werewolf in London is one of my notables because of that transformation. Because scene. of that transformation. So I mean, gnarly. again, Academy Award winning. It's one of the best things I've ever seen put to film. And it's all practical. Right? Yeah, yeah, all practical. Um, I guess for me, scariest. It's hard because. The ones that were scariest to me were scary when I was a kid. Okay. But, I mean, as a teenager, Mike, you didn't watch The Ring or Ringu and say, like, what the fuck? I mean, that's something where I remember I couldn't even go to sleep after that one. A little younger than, as we said, Poughkeepsie Tapes, which was more recent. But that was a real tough one for me. Yeah, no, I think those, like, The Ring and um, there there was the other one that we did, too. The Grudge. The Grudge. Yeah, Uh, I think The Grudge really scared me a lot. Yeah, because... It's a ghost, that, and that sound. Yeah, no, oh, God. Oh. Don't even do it, Joe. I don't even want to think about it. It's <laughs> so bad. Uh. Sometimes I'm glad that, like, Scary Movie came around to sort of, like, yeah. take the venom yeah. out of all that stuff. Because as a kid, I really needed that. That, that sound <laughs> actually does still get yeah. me, for sure. So that, and it's a ghost that you can't get you away can't from. You can't punch him. him. Yeah. And it's, it's a something, little I mean, Japanese do you girl. deserve to... to be against the anger of a spirit like did you do you deserve that mike did you really do yeah. something wrong at the end of the day i mean god those films just really make you grab yeah. inside and that's like you know like the japanese horror stuff and like you know there's ghosts in every culture right and so like i know like korean ghosts are spooky because it's like if you feel like someone's watching you they are and then when you turn yeah. around that's when they're not there but as soon as you look dead ahead they're behind you again so it's like that's like that's spooky right it's like your car i hate it like it's not you know yeah so um, yeah, it might have been a K-pop car instead. Yeah, a K-pop, K-pop, it's K-pop ghost car. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, my favorite horror movie that I can say with confidence is the original Dawn of the Dead. Oh damn! Oh, okay. I, How did I forget so all the Romero stuff? Yeah. Tom so, Savini, practical effects. They're in a mall. It's like has consume consumerism. Like there's you know social commentary with all of the Romero movies, but the Dawn of the Dead 
uh, that opening Hell scene yes. and like the the projects and like trying to clear out the zombies and stuff with the police force to get the helicopter. So yeah. it's so good and oh, all the effects. Here's a hot take though. Except the talcum powder. I like um, <laughs> I like Day of the Dead more than Dawn of the Dead, which this, is the third in the Romero trilogy. I love the entire Romero trilogy, and I think they're, they're all great. Yeah. Yeah, oh, the, I like Night of the Living Dead the best. So that's oh, there we go. One, two, here three. we go. We got some uh, arty opinions here, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely like that's something that inspires Resident Evil, which we're going to talk oh, about next yes. week. So. Oh yeah, the zombies zombies, in, zombies in general. Yeah. So how I mean, do you feel about that, guys? For one. I do not want to be a zombie. I'm no. positive. Oh, no. I've said out Put of our group my of brain. friends. Yeah, exactly. I've said like, okay, I'm positive. You guys would get away. I'm positive. You guys would get away. I'm the guy who would get bit and maybe not lie about it, but maybe not bring it up because he thinks it wouldn't affect him. And then at one point is throwing up and has to say like, okay, it's going bad. It was me. You're like yeah. sweating in the yeah, trailer. Exactly. It's like, <laughs> I mean, zombies are, are such an american pastime i would yeah, say at this because point it's, uh, it's violence without consequence i mean it's mm. what every american wants true true right you know but they represent like like kind of why the poughkeepsie tapes are spooky because it's like this is what a human being can do and it's like cannibalism is not good we no. all agree and the zombies are like they look human they look like people you know and love but then they have this mindless and they're eating you and like so it kind of taps into like these primal fears and stuff that we've had since like day one oh, of societies. Yeah. You know? What you're saying, no weapons. It's yeah. teeth and claws tearing you apart. And like people you were familiar with and like just that kind of stuff is what makes zombies spooky. But they are. Yeah. The no consequences though. The idea of, oh, we'll just go to the fence and stab a hundred zombies. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Best zombie movie of all time though, Shaun of the Dead. We can all agree. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> I, I could definitely get on board Sometimes, with that. Sometimes, you know, I'm a guy who says the best Western of all time is Blazing Saddles. Sometimes acknowledging the tropes Make it, it just works. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And here's where I want to bring up something, too, is horror and comedy are so closely linked. Even the structure, right? It, there's a setup, there's a punchline, and then there's like a, a come down, right? Yes. So whether you set up the joke and you laugh, you set up the scare and you scream, and that's why you have parodies that work well, like Shaun oh, yeah. of the Dead. Well, and like another one that I really, really love that's not necessarily a parody, but parodies the genre, uh, Cabin in the Woods and Scream. Mm, like yeah, both of those that's a very recent example. Scream is more sure. meta textual. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. But I love the meta of it. Yeah, I love if you're Scream. talking the slapstick angle, is it really the Kings, do you guys think Sam Raimi and Peter Jackson with like his old brain dead and oh, you know dead Frighteners. Sort of, yeah, exactly. Oh, Frighteners. Frighteners. Now, that movie, now hold J. on. Fox. Now Mike, did you just discover the best horror movie of all time? I think you win. It might be the Frighteners. <laughs> I think it is. <laughs> I love the Frighteners. When was the last time you watched it? Because I watched it about two <sighs> months ago. I have really? it on DVD. Yeah. I have a burned copy God, of the DVD. It's been a minute now. I would uh, love to watch it's it one more time. It was his first American movie. It's oh, really? awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that deserves an annual. The effects rewatch. are great. Yeah. Definitely. Um, yeah, the last time I watched it was last Halloween, because um, Cassie had not seen it. I was like, yeah. "Oh, you're in for a treat." This hey, is a good one. fans, as you're listening, like we said, we like to draft out like a list day by day. If you have some great recommendations, if you can just hit us with great thirty great horror movies that you think we haven't seen, or a good flow that you think we should watch them in a certain order, hit us up. You know, oh, hit us on our Instagram, day. our Twitter, please. I would love a recommendation for this month. Yeah. October and rapid fire are there any other like great movies that just pop out in your mind like I love um, House of a Thousand Corpses and like some of the Rob Zombie stuff those are cool Texas Chainsaw Massacre is one of those ones where they turn the corner 
of you're sympathized with the victims in the first film, but yeah. by the second and third one, you're just rooting for Leatherface to get them. You yeah, know? and you know, it takes the Gremlins Predator 2 aspect where the sequel makes the villains cartoons. I don't yeah. really enjoy that that much in the horror genre. Um, Joe, you mentioned it before, Paranormal Activity. I'm scared that we've activities. slowed down on those because yeah. truly that is a film franchise where I think every single one doesn't deserve to be under an 80 on Rotten Tomatoes. They, they really are all it. good. Yeah. Mike, have you seen every... We, I'll tell you, annually, we watch almost every one. The marked ones, the Latino spinoff. Really? Um, it's, it's like the it's third phenomenal. best in the uh, The yeah. second one is astounding. The third one, the technological shifts that they do because that's the one set in the past in the 1980s. So it's is astounding. The I mean, fan that's a cam, franchise. Do you remember love, that? Yes. So oh, many okay. cores, dude. I saw the first two and then felt like I had had oh. enough. You gotta they, keep up. Let me tell you, you're sleeping on paranormal right, activity. Look, I'm not gonna make the claim that yeah. like paranormal activity created the found footage genre because it absolutely didn't. No, there no, was no, Henry no Portrait of a Serial Killer way back in the early '90s. Oh, and I don't know if you guys um, have ever heard of a little Blair Witch. Yeah, Blair Witch. <laughs> and there was but... also the Green Inferno was like a movie version that yeah. was based on. Like there was that other one where the it's like was supposed to be a documentary where they go to the yeah. jungle. But uh, the cannibal, cannibal one. Cannibal, cannibal Holocaust. Holocaust. Yeah. yeah, that was Which found footage. Gross, disgusting. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> yeah. I, I think Paranormal Activity really perfected that part yes. of, of telling a story and creating technology for sure in, yeah. in, in moments that there really shouldn't be tension. Um, I didn't realize we had some um, Paranormal Activity apologists here, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I look at it like, all right, I'm pr- I'm impressed by how they made a movie for thirty yes. grand and then made ninety million off of it, and yeah. like that's pretty awesome. Being able to tell a story in a limited space, like, yeah, I guess it's just not for me because it's well, just looking at nothing happening yeah. until loud noise. Ah, oh, you say that though. Here's the thing, and this is the biggest apologist I am. I'm a found footage apologist. I watch every one of these that come out. And when people yeah. say they have those boring lulls and it's just the jump scares, which we're definitely going to get into, that, yeah. that has changed the course of horror movies, of course. That's just the way it goes now. Um, I, I love them because it just truly just it captures me so much when I'm alone watching those it okay. feels like I'm the person who found the footage yeah, it gets no, I me mean, I, every time I'm not even going to say apologist there's a there's a reason it was a trend that lasted so long right like, like yeah about a 10 year run we're really waning on it now but yeah. there was about a 10 year run there where you know every every month there was almost a new one that yeah. came out it yeah. was not limited to October and there was a reason like people wanted to play around with that format because even it felt relatable Chronicle was sort yeah. of found footage, yeah. right? Let's adapt it to the superhero genre. Yeah, the best found footage movie is The Ring, where they find the footage and watch it, and it haunts them. Because oh, <laughs> hey, that's like what that you're scared is going to happen to you day. when you're watching yeah. Paranormal, right? You ever see the um, I get so sick The Rings, the one that just came out? I have not no. watched it. I have. It's very bad. It's on like Hulu or something. I was like, oh, it's maybe it's got your boy it Kingpin in it. It's terrible. Really? Yeah, huh. he plays the sort of, you know, human character. <laughs> the yeah. not, the little yeah, girl. Not, the not monster. Um, so, we talked about scary, scary movie a little bit too. Do you guys ever like confuse things that happened in scary movie with things that happened yeah, in the movies that they're parodying? Yeah. yeah, sometimes I mix up the scenes in Signs with scary movie yeah, too. With the scenes where in I'll be guy. like, wait, Leslie Nielsen was in that, right? Yeah. Walking no? Phoenix wanted to be a rapper, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And Charlie Sheen is yeah. the brother. Um, maybe that's a good thing. We were talking about found footage. Let's kind of look at the trends of horror. Cause if yes. you go back to the universal monster movies, that's kind of like, it's not the beginning of horror. Nosferatu is no, like, look, the, we'll talk about you know. the back in the day. Unchin and Delu, Nosferatu. Yep. I mean, you know, these are, um, the Calig- the cabinet of Dr. Caligari, you know, you've got mm-hmm. the silent 
found footage era. That's going to spawn the monster movies. We yep. go from the Universal Monster Pictures to teen slashers. You've got Sleepaway Camp birthed it all. Friday the 13th yeah. and Halloween ripping off the babysitter massacres. You know, the, that yeah. sort of genre. Uh, and from there, of course, we go on and on to J-pop. Creature features. Creature features, J-horror ripoffs. Torture porn. Um, torture porn, Eli Roth. Hostile. Uh, with his hostile genres, you yeah. know, just blood and guts. And now, of course, and then through found footage, and now we are in the arts again. We went through this in the 70s with Exorcist and Rosemary's Shining. Baby. Yeah, witches, had, Mother. Yeah, exactly, where yeah. it had a lot of like... Um, Hereditary. Yeah, oh, of course. You know, a very artsy, very small budget. Get out. Um, paranoia is the main thing they're playing on more than anything else. Yeah. And uh, I love it. You know, A Quiet Place, all this stuff. Oh, it's yeah. all awards bait now. I mean, I would say God even bless it. the horror genre for that. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, because it can play with social issues so well. It's a lot easier to say, uh, you know, the white people are mysterious and acting weird to black people. And, you know, this is the reason why in a film. And then socially say, but that's how it always is. Yeah. Right. Even George Romero with Night of the Living Dead, one of the that's first movies, you know, with an African-American lead. And then at the end of the movie, he survives and the cops still shoot him. Like, well, yeah, what's that? You know? You kidding? Dangerous black man. Yeah, so it's yeah. crazy. Like that's what you know. That's what all film should do is be able to reflect back on society. But horror kind of twists the mirror a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean that's the point of the genre is to show you something that scares you because it's inside you. Mm, that and that's that's right on the head. That's good. Um, do you guys lean towards one of these phases? Like, you know, do you have a preference? Like, do you love the slasher era? Do you, you know, Colin, you said you're affectionate for found footage. I hate the torture porn era. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. That's um, the least favorite. I'm leaning towards the arts. My favorite director working now, this guy, Ty West, you know, Ty does great. some of the best horror ever. The Sacrament, um, which was a found footage film, his mm-hmm. experimentation with that. Um, House of the Devil. He's just a fantastic director. Innkeepers. Yeah, Innkeepers. I think it's the scariest modern horror film. Um, um, I don't, Mike, yourself, do you have a preference in this in these genres? Are you an old school slasher fan? You know, is, yeah. is that where you go? I mean, I do like kind of the the campy old slasher movies. I love like Texas Chainsaw Massacre too. Like, I love when it's weird and starts to get goofy. But I also like the original. You know, but I like yeah, the kind of that bridge where you have. Right up until Freddy goes to, or Jason goes to space. <laughs> yeah, sure. That's Jason I'm, X. Jason yeah. X. That's when I'm, I jump off it. But I do like kind of, because we would just get around with my buddies in high school, and we would just watch like all the Friday the 13th, all the Freddy movies, and just be like, oh, yeah, get him, that idiot, you know? Like, the earlier to ones was are a little out of our school, but the later ones, you know, our era was the 90s, so things like Scream are parodying those later Freddy's yeah. nightmares, you know, where they're a little self-referential, but those were really our new genre, nightmare. or new nightmare, yeah, that was really our genre of horror film at the time. And then you have weird stuff, like, you go through the child's play phase, yeah. and then you have Puppet Master, you know what, actually, Hellraiser is Hellraiser, super Wish great. Master. You're a big Cenobite yeah. fan. Yeah, the Cenobites, dude, they are, <laughs> I swear to God, Resident Evil Base a lot of their monsters oh, on those I guys. I would imagine. The yeah. Chatterer, like that is straight up like yeah, the sure. liquor anyway. Candyman. Candyman. we didn't talk about Tony at all. Tony Todd, incredible performance yeah. as the Candyman. Uh, Jordan Peele's producing a remake right now. Oh, weird. Yeah. And you get Leprechaun. You know, Jennifer Aniston's first movie. Yeah, all these weird like creature, and like even Gremlins to some degree, right, is, yeah. is on that wave. So Critters. 
critters. Uh, where do they come up with this stuff? <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, if we're talking modern times now, just to walk troll two movies, yeah, boy, troll two, uh, Nil Nilbog, is that <laughs> goblin backwards? It sure yeah. is. Um, if we're talking modern uh, horror anthologies, are oh, where people are living trend, now. We are man. seeing TV is where horror is living. You know, the stuff Ryan Murphy is doing, let alone. But uh, uh, you know, as we mentioned before, Shutter. Uh, is its own separate app now. They picked up the license to uh, a lot of just ongoing horror TV show anthologies that they're just experimenting around with. Yeah, which American is really, I mean, too. I yeah. think we'll see in the next like 15, 20 years, a lot of the best filmmakers to come are going to have early episodes of this kind of shit. Um, like Channel Zero, American Horror Story, Twilight Zone's coming back. Um there are a hundred of the, these horror anthology series. If you're a horror fan and you're not watching Channel Zero, you're really sleeping on it. Yeah. Um, that's a high recommendation. It's just based on uh, creepy pastas. Creepy pastas, the web-based right. mythology, you know, behind which are those niche things. at this point, or does yeah, everybody I would know those? So. I think they would be. Yeah, I mean. Slenderman was until they made a movie. <laughs> yeah, Slenderman's definitely not needed. Yeah. Everybody knows he's coming for your girls. Some of the fun thing you're saying about like new directors is the horror genre really is like a proving ground because you can make something for not a lot of money, a la Paranormal or Blair Witch, and it could just light the whole scene on fire. And yeah. then you get like Jay Bayona and stuff like you just open these doors for yourself by being creative with the horror genre. It really could be a way to get your foot in the door. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It just, again, shows you a creativity behind the lens because it lends itself to such heightening, oh, you know, dr dramatic, dr dramatic lighting, yep. uh, coloring, all that stuff just lends itself to horror. But like you guys just said, I think that's kind of interesting to talk about Slender Man for a minute. Yeah. Do you think monsters can exist now? We just saw Bye Bye Man try to come in, oh, and, you know, Slender Man yeah. and stuff like that. There's not really a personified horror beast or monster. Uh, to rave Sinister. reviews, oh, sinister! That's a good that one. To rave reviews, what was the uh, Australian one? The the Babadook. The Babadook. The Babadook Baba was yeah. a monster. I'm sure it's he will continue movie. on. Yeah, I think you can scare the youth with monsters if they come from like the Babadook, like an old yeah. box. It, yeah, you know, yeah. like <laughs> yeah, or not from hat. my cell phone. Yeah, but it was something old. But that what did I don't the Bye understand. Bye Man come from? I don't know what the Bye Bye, bye Man. Bye Bye. I don't know. I think, they, <laughs> I think they just invented that for the movie. Sure. Yeah, is this another what piece is Slender Man's Day? I don't think Slenderman says anything. Oh, okay. He just, just takes kids. Creepy and spooky. <laughs> Here's a note about Slenderman. Slender. This yeah. is what's. So you say, are there monsters, right? There's that story about the girls in Wisconsin who stabbed their friend 16 times because in the woods Slender because. told them to. And that was a made up internet thing. So I don't know. Maybe there are. It had an effect on those kids to do something horrible, you know? Maybe we Weird. create the monsters ourselves. The monster is what lives in us, right? That's what Joe is saying, you know? Potentially. All right. Well, guys, let's go ahead and hit the top 10 highest grossing horror films of all time. I'm going to list them off here. Uh, as I do, just hit me with a quick seen it, not seen it. And then at the end here, let's just talk favorites like out of that, out of the entire list. That's good. Uh, so we'll start with number one from 2017. Mentioned it before. Directed by Andy Muschietti. It's it. Seen it. Can't wait for the sequel. Love it. Seen it. Love it. Loved it. Uh, second, it's Sixth Sense by M. Night Shyamalan, 1999. Oh, I got a good story about that one. We'll come back Ooh, to it. Okay. Yep, seen it. Loved Great. it. Loved it. War of the Worlds, Steven Spielberg, 2005. Never seen it. Never not, seen it. Not a horror movie. Oh, interesting. In my take opinion. On it. Okay, okay. I can see that. That's again, it might be a genre bender. 
I Am Legend, 2007 by Francis Lawrence. I can't believe that's on the list. I, do you know why I think that movie made so much money? Because well, Will Smith's name is on it? Uh, maybe, but also because you could see the first 10 minutes of The Dark Knight Ooh, if you went and saw it in theaters. Sure. Yeah, they, how many people help. went just to that. boost their, their opening night sales? Yeah, but I, I saw it. All right, so second time on the list for this director, which means he is a horror director. It's Jaws, 1975, Steven Spielberg. Obviously an American classic. Well, is it the best horror movie of all time? Very well might be. Mm, Some people argue. I would not say that, but it's definitely one of the most influential horror movies of all time. It's the best creature feature of all time. And it created the summer blockbuster, right? Mm -hmm. Wow. All right, The Exorcist, 1973, William Friedkin. Classic. Classic, seen it, yep. Loved it. And another one of these movies where I think every one of our parents here would say, saw it. Scariest movie That's from they there. That's what Exactly, right? I mean, my mom told stories of going to the drive-in to see that. Uh, second time on this list, so two people making two appearances, M. Night Shyamalan with Signs, 2002. Oh, I got a good one for that one, too. I got good ones for M. Night Shyamalan, Shyamalan yeah. movies, I guess. <laughs> He's the new Spielberg, guys. Yeah, I can't wait till we get to the happening on this list. <laughs> um, Signs saw it, you know, what? good no. atmosphere. I saw Signs. 2001, Hannibal, David Slade. I've seen it. That's kind of shocking that it's on this list. And if you guys don't Not even know, Silence of the Lambs. No, and that is the third in that series. That's yeah. the Red Dragon. No, exactly. Yeah. So in that Red Dragon is a prequel to Silence of the Lambs. This continues the story. Yeah, I did not. I only saw Silence of the Lambs. I haven't seen Red Dragon or Hannibal. I've seen them all. And I then love like that series. That is really my least dumb. favorite film out of mm. them. Well, uh, well, what about Hannibal, like the early Hannibal years Rising, the prequel? Rising. I don't <laughs> count that. Uh, seven, David Fincher, 1995. Classic. I kind of lean it in a thriller. Yeah. but yeah. See that? But that's, it, here's the, the lines. Where Horror, they are thriller, sci-fi. And then the final Suspense. one, one of the most uh, recent films, certainly on the list, 2016, Conjuring 2 by James Wan. Interesting. Have I seen Conjuring 2? I have Those not. movies blend together so much i'll tell you that's the one that takes place in london if that means anything to you i don't think i've seen that one i remember it's my favorite out of the so just to talk generals you know shout out anything you want to say about any of them but conjuring two i think better than conjuring one okay Mm. yeah i like conjuring one it sets up the nun if you remember anything about that 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 one just came out no i haven't seen the the nun or annabelle Mm. or uh Conjuring 2, I guess. Yeah. I guess I guess those, those are some good ones for me to like. It's a weird it's nice expanded universe season. New Line has going there. The first Conjuring sets up Annabelle. Conjuring 2 sets up The Nun. Those both have their own films now. Yep. Annabelle 2 is going to be coming out at a certain point, or I believe it has, so it might even be on Annabelle 3. Oh, you know what I'm just remembering now? I do know some stuff about Conjuring 2. I watched the real tapes of the girl. Oh. Oh, weird. Um, yeah. Of the weird little possessed British girl. Yeah, the weird little possessed British girl. The thing is that, uh, at least this this documentary that I watched that posed is whether she was faking it or not. Mm. Um, oh, weird. And it was pretty fascinating to see, you know, their diagnosis. But yeah, I haven't seen the movie, but I forgot. I, I did watch the actual clips of the, <laughs> the little girl. Well, for me, I just wanted to touch on, since we're just throwing stuff out there, It. Like, I loved oh, such a good movie. Loved it. It. The, it, was, it was a perfect, like, return to form of, like, classic horror of atmosphere and tension, but it also had a little bit of that just, like, jump scare moment. So it was like a. I don't hate the word jump scare. We should throw it's that out there. It's not a bad word. There. No, absolutely not. You know, right. music, it makes sense. You know, you have to catch people off guard. 
there are ways to acknowledge that horrifying moments are about to happen, and I think it does that. When they are in the yeah. broken down bleaker house or whatever that, that is. That is great. There are moments where the kids know they're about to get scared too, and it just leads to a better equation for the jump scare to subvert tension. Yeah. I just hate when, like, if I watch, like, the movie on mute, like, would this scare me? Oh, my God. Is it just the audio? Yeah. And that's what kind of bothers me. Like, okay. it, build tension with story and character. Yeah, and that's the good catch. That, and but then also, the jump scare I, I works. Know. I but, think there is validity yeah. to, like, catching an audience off guard. But don't know? lean on that as your whole... No. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's right. like, you know, those are the tools in a director's, you know, box of, of, of tricks they can pull out. Like, it, you can't just use the same one over and over so again. So, for me, when I'm looking at all these franchises, because I kind of dipped out on horror for a lot of these franchises, The Conjuring and all that stuff, it feels like, and maybe I'm just a crotchety old man, but it's like, hey, this is the Halloween roller coaster ride for the 15 year olds and they're going to ride it once get spooked <laughs> hold the hands of their girlfriend or boyfriend yeah. or whatever and then and next year we'll do it again and forget everything about it maybe there's a big universe there that i'm not paying attention to but it feels like just someone going to put out spook them next one down the line maybe i'm out of pocket yeah no i mean i think there's some validity in that but also i think uh you know some of those end up being super memorable you know that's true and then then well, that that's what it was for me for yeah. sure uh, were there any surprises on this list, favorites on this list? I know you guys were a little concerned about the genre. Uh, I'm surprised, of course, not to see like a paranormal activity on there, but let alone That's any true. of the kings. I mean, there's no Freddy, there's no Jason, there's yeah. no Michael. Is the new uh, Halloween film going to make a ton of money? Maybe probably hit this list? Not, to be honest. I would probably I mean, I safely say no. Excited, yeah, I think I it's going to be very good. Yeah. Horror fans, I think, are, are way different now than they used to be. Yeah. You know, like they're not really, you know, Mike just said, like, I'm tired of franchise. They look for the new thing. Yeah. What was surprising on this list was to see, I mean, like The Sixth Sense. Yeah, that's that's a horror movie. It's, you know, I was pretty scared by that one. The War of the Worlds feels like it's out out of genre. It's a blockbuster, maybe. Um, But but then Aliens is a horror movie and it's sci-fi, but it feels more horror than War of the Worlds does. Did you see The Horrors of War, Mike? Sixth Sense in theaters? Did you guys... No, definitely not. No. I was I don't think I was allowed to. That was a late rental for me. Uh, yeah. It was a day it came out rental for me because I was wow. not allowed to see it in theaters. My parents saw it in theaters and I was dying to watch it. So the day it came out, the blockbuster. Well, I got to say, you're a huge Bruce fan, by the way. You I, love Die yeah. Hard. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. Makes sense. Likewise. You know, I begged. Oh. I think that that's, that's like one of my fondest memories. Like I actually watched The Sixth Sense with my parents because they... You know, they were like, all right, well, let you watch it, but like, we're going to watch it with you. And if you're getting too scared, you know, we're going to turn it off. But I want to see John McClane shoot this (laughs) ghost. Yeah. And I remember like my dad cracking jokes and like we made popcorn and it was like, this is, you know, horror movies have like a lot of camaraderie to them. Like they're already, they're spooky when you watch them alone, but watching a horror movie with a group of people is, is, you know, that audience experience means the world. Well, that almost makes me now ask the question, the difference between a horror movie and a Halloween movie. I mean, something like, uh, Hocus Pocus, maybe the best Halloween movie of all time. (laughs) I mean, that's a crowd pleaser. That's not a scary film, but it has horror elements, right? But that's a family friendly fair. Yeah. Yeah, like, that's that's, that's a, the a difference there. Because yeah, you got to remember, like, trick-or-treating is for kids. So there's also the taste of Halloween that's like, oh, we got cauldrons and witches and spiders, but, you know, oh it's, it's okay. Yeah. The holiday goes into certain things, but it's not all the horror is about. Right. Um, I mean, top ten list, it is kind of, you know, there hasn't been a wide-release Freddy movie or Jason movie, you know, in a long time. They so. iced it. They're sitting cold on it. Guys, uh, any, a weird fact, there are 12 Friday the 13th films. I fear that One they more. are holding off 
because they, they don't know how to pay off that 13th one. They do not. What do um, we call it? Do we call it Friday the 13th? Do we call it the 13th? Do we call it Jason? Do we call it... Hmm. Yeah, that's uh, I, I wrote about that for uh, Geek Worldwide. Really? When, uh, the last Friday the 13th happened. It's kind of been in this really weird holding pattern with the rights issues as well of like... New Line thinking they have the rights and some other companies coming out to be like, well, no, Summit Entertainment has the rights. So it's been a legal battle and also just a really scared, you know, like they don't want to fuck it up. They re- they recognize that it would be the 13th or Friday the 13th and everyone I think that's is just, really timid about it. That scares me. Maybe you just have but to they wait. don't know what to do. You have to but wait. You got to think like every other one of these major comebacks has been lackluster. Yeah. What if we're just thinking too much and they just have to wait until Friday the 13th is happening in October? And it's just, it just hasn't lined up. It's like yeah. not going to be for another seven yeah. years. So they're, they're just, just looking off. at that calendar yeah. saying, we've well, got so much to announce. Yeah, we've got seven years before it'll be. Yeah, okay. Um, it would be great to see a return of those and then maybe a rebirth. It of would. I mean, let me ask you this. You guys want a wisecracking pedophile with facial scars like back in your films? No, but you don't, you don't make them wisecracking. But that's See, Freddy. No, they, Freddy has to call he, people bitch right before he slashes. Yeah, that's Freddy true. has to be wisecracking. <laughs> and to true. prove the point that, like, you don't just take away the laughs is, you know, the the remake that they did with... Uh, Which Girl I love. The micro naps. Yeah. 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 Um, you know, mm. like, that one did not do well. No, it did not, unfortunately. Because they tried to make it more serious. And it's like, that's... Freddy's not serious. Well, so what do we think about Freddy versus Jason? Because I think that's super fun. I, I love, love stuff yeah. like that. So again, give me Freddy versus Jason versus Ash, please. <laughs> wow, or versus Supernatural. Weird genre <laughs> stuff where you just had producers who said, "Well, I don't know." The people who had the Alien franchise and the people who had the Predator franchise; those are two monsters. Why wouldn't they come right. together? Well, Freddy should fight Jason. Well, what would Michael be doing in the background? I don't know why anyone isn't answering all of these questions. It, it, it's <laughs> called Mortal Kombat X. Yes, exactly. Freddy versus Jason versus Ash was teased all the way back in Jason Goes to Hell. Yeah. Uh, the Necronomicon is in the shelf of Jason's house. He oh, dies wow. at the end of the movie, spoiler alert. Dragged to hell? Uh, Freddy's claw reaches out of the ground and grabs the mask. I mean, that stuff, that was 1998. That's before. That was no forever. That was before Nick Fury. Yeah. And yeah. really, it had no payoff ever. <laughs> I mean, we did get Freddy vs. Jason, but it didn't touch on any yeah, of that. Yeah, no. And now we're going to get Godzilla versus King Kong. Uh, so, I mean, that's not the basic premise of this episode. Right. But I would love to see, you know, honest to God, if you cannot get it together to get one of them off the ground, come together. Do a Cabin in the Woods thing where you had all the horror stuff in the world involved. Make a super movie that's just called... Spooky. The scariest movie you can imagine. Yeah, I have no idea. I don't know. There you go. Something like that. where It's a night where you're one person up against all of them. Yeah. Why not? Why not? It just happened to be Friday the 13th in Crystal Lake. Uh, the very sleepy, yeah, which just happened to be at the very edge of, you know, California where Laurie Strode is for Halloween. Um, and also it was on Elm street. (laughs) I don't know. And and the predators came. Yeah. And the predators there too. Yeah. That's true. The highest grossing horror film of all time might actually be predator. We don't know the total returns yet. Um, not looking good. We need to mention, um, that we're glad vampires are dead. Yeah. Right on the horror. Episode. Are we? I are am we glad vampires are dead. I am, and I, I kind of want zombies to be to be dead too. 
Zombies have been dead. For I guess a long so. Except, well, uh, The Walking in Dead the doesn't films, know it. Yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the Walking Dead much, is The Walking uh, Dead. Yeah, yeah, unfortunately. The crew and everyone they're just sweating it out yeah. in Georgia. Don't no idea it? that they. We should are stop. the Walking Dead. Yeah, and there's not really. I don't know. There's not really a set type, a type of monster that people are just mining right now. No, I think we werewolves. People, Come on. They, yeah, I they haven't had their time in a while. Yeah, yeah I love werewolves. Um, we haven't tapped into celestial horror, celestial. You know, and like um, Cthulhu. Cthulhu and stuff. Ooh. No one's really gone there, really. An In the Mouth of Madness series, baby. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, that stuff's tough because it always ends up more like Pacific Rim. You know what I mean? Well, it's, it's it doesn't have to, though. Make it dedicated HP Lovecraft stuff, yeah. Because there's a whole bunch of, like, corruption and people getting mutated because, of, you know, there's... Victorian era... HP Lovecraft, gothic. gothic. I would Blood, love to Bloodborne. see a resurgence of that. Bloodborne. 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 <laughs> um, any final thoughts on horror movies, guys? No, I'll give a shout out. I mentioned a couple months ago that I was in Salem. Uh, there's a museum there that's just a horror movie museum that has a large collection of uh, autographs, collectibles, costumes, wax dummies from films all over the genre. An incredible uh, owner there who'd given tours to people like... Um, Rob Zombie, uh, you know, who, who then, of course, insisted that he has to get his signature up there, too. Count Orlock's Nightmare Gallery in Salem. Check it out. Very cool. If you could have any horror or, or artifact, jeez, what Ooh, would you have? Um, Chainsaw hand. That would be pretty cool. Nice. The last thing I would want would be the Rubik's Cube that makes the Cenobots come out. Yeah. Because, <laughs> one, I just don't think I, that should even be near me. Uh, no. I don't know. I, you know, I'm just a fan of all the dumb old stuff, like uh, a Chucky doll. Yeah, exactly, like a Chucky doll, or even a series that we didn't mention. Um, what's that one with the weird little metal ball with the spikes on the end of Phantasm? Oh, you guys remember Phantasm. that series where he shoots that thing yep. out of people? Yeah, just all that garbage. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's so many we didn't we didn't talk about Poltergeist. Yeah. Like, oh, there's oh, yeah. Poltergeist, the PG horror. Yeah. yeah the family horror. Yeah. You know, that shows exactly. you that shows coming you uh, right out of Kathleen Kennedy. One but of then the people are like, of all time. Then all the crew members are dying though. There's that whole dun, dun, mystery dun, around spooky that story there. Um, the tragedy of the Twilight Zone movie. Yeah. Oh, I would want the head from the thing, that little head spider. And oh, just that little yeah. prop just in the corner. <laughs> no, that's that's good. <laughs> yeah, just give me uh give me Freddy's glove in a box. Ooh, that would be really cool. That's Jason's cool mask. Yeah. yeah. All right, normies. Well, let us know your favorite horror films as we move along. Yeah, that's right, boys, because we're going to move on to the comics. And suddenly, to my surprise, he did the match. He did the monster match. The monster match. It was a graveyard smash. He did the match. It caught on in a flash. He did the match. He did the monster Welcome back. Don't be scared because we're talking comics in the horror genre. Um, so out of all of them, uh, especially the big two, DC, Marvel, Marvel especially leaned into the horror a lot more. They looked at the classic characters. They grabbed up Frankenstein, werewolves, mummies, and Draculas. Mm -hmm. I mean, before the boom of superheroes, comic books were primarily horror and sci-fi. Those yeah, two genres. They, yeah, they were they were pulp books. Uh, so you had a lot of like the Tomb of Dracula, Frankenstein's Bride, like all that kind of stuff coming in uh, trade paperback form. Yeah, and Marvel especially, 1977, was pumping out The Tomb of Dracula. This was a book about Dracula. Number 10 introduces a little character, a vampire hunter going up against him, named Eric Brooks. 
Blade. Oh. How fucking badass is that? Are you guys related? Yeah, that's why I love Blade, actually. (laughs) That's great. (laughs) Uh, And, you know, this is not the guy you would imagine. This is a big afro, big ski goggles. He wears a fur coat. Yeah, he wears 70s yellow and green. I mean, it's fun. It's eccentric. But were they scary? Yes. I mean, they would use a lot of dark coloring and reds thrown throughout the comic book to really make it kind of bold, very sexy, romantic. Some of the cheap ones were actually um, inked on black paper. Yeah. Which was... Yeah, it seems counterintuitive to save money, but like when you do black and white books and you're mostly doing black, it makes sense. And it's also a cool goth aesthetic. Mm-hmm. And even like previous section we were talking movies, but stuff like Fright Night is like they're referencing all these horror comics. Oh, yeah. You know, Creep Show. Creep Show. That's what I meant. Creep uh, Show. Yeah. Tales from I the mean, Crypt. I mean, all of that, though. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Tales from the Crypt books. started as a comic book. Yeah, that's exactly. right. So that, yeah, that pulp stuff. Yeah, totally. Yeah, and Stephen King and George Romero were so obsessed with it, they would start things like Creepshow because they would say, like, oh, this needs to be on TV. There needs to be stuff like these old comic book serial horror things that were just so pulpy and fun but still had these moral tales. I mean, we mentioned it before, but, like, something like Twilight Zone, is that horror? So certain episodes Absolutely are. Can be, yeah. Certainly can be. It's Chucky before Chucky. With yeah, the, really. Right of the talking dog the talking doll so for marvel specifically with the rest of it they would do things where they would publish out a frankenstein book frankenstein would meet up with the x-men uh and eventually they would license out these characters so specifically to themselves they would license out books so they would do werewolf by night okay we can copyright that that's not just a werewolf character that's ours it's werewolf by night a police officer who every night turns into a werewolf wolf cop Okay. Yeah, Wolf Cop. Who gets introduced in that comic book? Moon Knight. You know, really? a very popular indie comics character inside the Marvel world. People clamoring for Moon Knight to have a series nonstop. Get him on Netflix. Oh, my God. And supposedly, he almost appeared on Iron Fist Season 2. Which would have been great. I mean, he wow. is, uh, you know, Batman with schizophrenia. Yeah. Right. And such a cool design, too. Yeah, yeah very cool yeah. look to him. And, I mean, I think, you, you know, you're touching on it now. Like, there are characters like... Uh, man thing and swamp thing like those those two characters on either side of the marvel or dc uh, coin are you know horror based characters oh, they yeah. are tragic figures who are monsters creature features yeah and they're making their first appearances in books called things like strange tales so that just sets it up for you like these are weird gothic romantic tales and like what alan moore was doing with swamp thing he was not trying to make it exciting he was not doing punches these were not superhero books he was writing a crafted long narrative that would scare the shit out of you sometimes yeah and like basically even before comic books right even before movies you're these are coming from folklore and stuff bram stoker's you know we have dracula we have mary shelley frankenstein you know so it makes sense that they would be first adapted into the comic books even when there's not really a huge audience for this stuff on the screen and then to take all these iconic characters and spin them off to, yeah, Frankenstein meets the X-Men, why not? Yeah, why yeah, not? Throw it all goofy. in there. <laughs> and I know that sounds silly, but I love it. I eat that stuff up. Horror stands if you are a right horror there. Fan, yeah, there you are. If you already like comic books, there you go. Lean into it, guys. Uh, yeah, and I mean, like, you know, horror fans and comic book fans, I think there's a lot of overlap there. Uh, people like that kind of stuff. Like, there's a book now, uh, The Howling Commandos where Nick Fury's buddies in World War II have now been rebranded as essentially like the spooky monsters who do night missions for S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, I was literally howling commando. I was hoping they were all werewolves. <laughs> oh, I think Werewolf by Night is on werewolf the team. Werewolf by Night is part of the crew. You've got Living Mummy, uh, Man-Thing, Frankenstein. Oh, wow. Blade is, of course, in and out of there. Well, Frankenstein's monster, but you know. Led yeah. by oh, Dumb Of course, Dugan, you got to right? point that out. Yeah. 
That's pretty crazy. <laughs> so that's the Marvel side, but all over, again, in the DC world, you'll find this stuff. But just independently, horror comics are thriving. The Walking Dead. I mean, for Image Comics, that is a huge staple of what their brand is. Uh, I mean, long-going yeah. Robert Kirkman, a guy who loves that stuff. He also does Outcast. You know, that's something that has been made into a television show as well. A comic book he does about people who survive exorcisms. It's not wow. just about getting the demon out of you. Why did it want you? What's your life like after you've been possessed? Right. That's pretty... Really fascinating character stuff. And, like, he's not the only one doing it. I mean, you have, like, a locking key coming from... Um, well, what's his name? Joe, Joe Hill. Yeah. Talking Hill Stephen King's, King's son. son. Yeah. A very cool series. Just picked up for a Netflix adaptation. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. It's I knew they very, were trying to develop that forever. They had a Hulu show for a long time. You can actually watch the pilot online as well. They've huh. scrapped it all, and they're starting over with Netflix. Um, it's a family drama. It's about three young orphan siblings who inherit a mansion who find mysterious keys that unlock other worlds to them and magical powers and blah, 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 this blah, blah. Beetleborgs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is the Beetleborgs episode. Again, yeah. a lot of Surprise, Lovecraft. We did it. Uh, a lot of guys gothic horror influences very cool very interesting joe uh i'll I'll say the biggest one here's a web comic that you pushed me towards a long time ago called crossed probably the most super bloody disgusting interesting comic book i've ever seen and again a web comic book but it's it's done so well with private uh publishing that they're just pumping them out um and it's about what would happen if you were zombies except if it was demonic possession almost or if it if it if um you know religious if if dark forces inherited you uh but they didn't take away your functions like zombies mm-hmm. it was almost like the 28 days later where you had the heightened powers and aggression yeah and super sexually driven Really? Yeah, like, yeah. Really a lot of rape. Violent. I mean, guys, this is yeah. trigger warning. This is extraordinarily not safe for work. Yeah, so if you're like, looking uh, for like the darkest thing to read, readers, this is where I would push yeah, you. Yeah, it's uh, mm. like The Walking Dead times 10. I mean, it right. is, you know, these these creatures are not to be trifled with. No, but meanwhile, if you want to go a little lighter, over at Archie Comics, you have Roberto Aguirre Sacasa. This is a playwright and a TV guy. I mean, he's the guy who's show running Riverdale. He's doing weird horror comic books with the Archie world. He did The Chilling Tales of Sabrina, which was a darker Lovecraftian look. But again, a little lighter, a lot more fun. So this isn't the hard, edgy horror, but also Life After Life with Archie, which was a Walking Dead parody or a zombie attempt at the Archie universe. Um, It's just a lot of good fun. Right. Werewolf. Oh, very cool. And that's what the Sabrina show that's coming is based on. Yeah, and again, that's him writing every episode. So uh, Roberto really has influenced the hand over at Archie Comics and, again, the tone of Riverdale. While that's not horror-driven, it is certainly darker, edgy, more teen drama. Absolutely. Um, From Hell is you know been ad- adapted into an a feature Alan film Moore now, comic but that's an book. Alan Moore absolutely classic disgusting horror. and terrible as well um you know i it's think it's a penchant of real world events yeah you know i think horror is always going to have a place in the comics universe like these things thrive and you know like there's nothing spookier than reading a scary comic book you know with a flashlight the, yeah on your the covers over your I mean, head your covers it's like the horror film is like best like enjoyed in a group 
but then the horror comic is like that's when you're by yourself oh, and getting for creeped sure. out. Right? Yeah, no, 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 you're totally right, Mike. It's and, the intimate nature. Yeah, and there's a lot of like you know I've read some manga like Junji Ito. He's written Uzumaki, which is like it has crazy body horror elements and like people's you know brains falling out. How stuff. about Parasite? Did you ever check that out? Mike? Parasite has some Absolutely horror elements. Disgusting. It's almost a thing parody. Um, mm. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, it is dark. As we kind of we're looking at like the J horror boom and stuff like. There's also some really good Japanese horror mangas out there, too. You know, it's not just, you know, anime swords and stuff. There's some just, like, dark horror stuff as well um, on all sides of comics, on all sides of the ocean, you know. And also, like, if you're a fan of some of the uh, classic horror characters like Freddy and, and Jason, there is a, a ton of uh, Evil Dead comics that follow Ash's adventures, including the, the movie that never happened, Freddy vs. Jason vs. Ash. Oh, yeah. man. And that's, you know, Sam Raimi, once again, we talked about him last week on Spider-Man, coming up in the horror, you know. Absolutely. That's the one. Maybe the that's what he's holding it. out on. Do you think? Maybe they're just waiting to say to him, what if we could give you that film? If I could just it's reach into another world. Especially right, after Buster. the cancellation of Ash vs. Evil Dead. It's yeah. just not... Uh, I mean, no like, I would kill for it, man. Like, yeah. that's probably the You're one right. thing that I want more than anything that I'll never get. But, <laughs> yeah, uh, unfortunately. But when Lambo. <laughs> when Lambo. Besides the Lambo, it's that movie. Oh, man. I haven't read a ton of these, but also, you know, we're talking comics, literature. I mean, books. I mean, we're going to be talking Stephen King in a couple weeks here. I mean, just horror novels are such a huge thing, too, where a lot of, you know... Stephen King himself has one original graphic novel that he put out himself. He's obviously collaborated on a ton of comic books, but Cycle of the Werewolf, which was made into the film Silver Bullet with Gary Busey oh, and wow, Corey Haim, if you guys ever saw yeah. that, is just one of his most emotional and horrifying works in a tiny graphic novel. There's hmm. something about the horror comic, you know, to see something in a movie... There's a lot of range to show you things you've never seen before to truly blow your mind. But the lasting horror of a still image of yeah. something drawn so bloody and so disgusting in a comic book that can really just hold over with you. Like even in Berserk, going back to something like Meg, that's not explicitly horror, but no, there's but horrific guts, scenes yeah. in it. And like <laughs> that, there's so many images that stick out in well, my mind of absolutely. some of the most like just shocking shit I've ever seen drawn. Mike, some of those Dark Souls comic books that we've recommended in the past, I mean, it's right. just bloody, disgusting images. Yeah, and it's and just there. I mean, it'll stay with you. It's holding, it's not five frames and they cut away like in the ring. They show that face <laughs> in the closet and that's it. Like, no, you are you can, stuck looking at it. You can oh. stare at it all day and Can I really tell a story about it. that real quick? Oh, yeah. Just since you brought up that specific moment. I was watching that movie at a friend's house when we were kids and um, there was a bad storm, like a really bad storm. And um, his dad came in and paused the TV at just the right moment on that frame. Yeah. So God. that was on. We were all like, ah, <laughs> yeah. uh, a lightning had hit the tree in front of my house. Oh, my and, wow. and, and it came down. <laughs> and it that, burned that yeah. image into the TV like how it used so to back. so weird. <laughs> like, just such a bizarre moment. That is crazy, man. So the last thing I'll say for the written word in horror is Fangoria Magazine used to be True. the magazine to go to. Yeah. I mean, if you wanted anything to know about horror films that were coming out, special effects, however they were done, interviews with the cast and crew, the people who were making this stuff, the people who knew about this stuff, writers, yeah. things like that, it was Fangoria Magazine. Been gone for a long time now. Just recently got a new editor and publisher. Really? And they're doing online Patreon-style subscription service where they're going to be sending out a premium once-a-month 
high-end version of the comic out to you. You know, very high-end paper grade stock. Um, I, I'm excited about this. You know, this is something I think, I think I'll definitely check right. out. Yeah. I mean, that's the type of stuff I remember seeing Elvira on the cover. Oh, come on. <laughs> and like going through like, uh, you know, local comic book shops and being like, man, that's the coolest. Yeah. And, and it's, now it's back in such a big form. It's by Phil Nobly Jr. who has done a lot of writing on James Bond in the past. Uh, and I just think he's a great guy, great writer who's got a good head on his shoulders. Uh, definitely passionate about the material. I'm very excited to see what he's going to do with it. You can also check out Famous Monsters of Filmland. It's been running since 1958. God, there's a classic. My friends uh, did some like co-editing on it, so that's how I first found out about it. And turned out it have been running since forever. Wow. Yeah, like I was just doing a random shoot, and they were like, oh, well, actually, you know, I work for this magazine, Famous Monsters of Filmland. So go on to check out if you're a fan of the genre. That's it for me. Recommendations as far as the page. <laughs> Genre. <laughs> All right. Well, then it looks like we're going to have to get scared in the digital world. I hope it's not a lawnmower man situation. But all right, guys, we're going to be talking spooky video games. Crawl back to your seats, normies, and listen up, because we're talking video games, horror video games. Um, so this is one where, you know, a lot does come to mind, because the horror genre of video games is a specific genre, specifically horror survival. That's yeah. something you see a lot. Yeah, survival horror, you know, has been huge. Um, Resident Evil really put it on the map. We're going to go way into that next week. Um, but yeah, survival horror is big on it. There's also things like Night Trap. Um, these like kind of and Phantasmagoria, these PC kind of uh, full motion video games that were all horror based, you know. And there are a lot of those now on Steam too. Yeah, I would call those out. the niche. There's a lot of first person runaways. You saw yeah. the kind of normalized version, Alien Isolation, uh, involved that sort of gameplay. Right. It's a lot of run. It's a game of tag, is how I figure it. You know, you're not involving yourself in any way. There's no action to fight back. It's just hide and seek. And that's what Clock Tower was. Uh, like the game Clock Tower, you have no offensive vocabulary. All you can do is run away from the guy with a giant pair of scissors. That's, a, I think, a Japanese game. But, yeah, I think the niche, yeah, let's look at that. The niche are those PC full-motion video games, Phantasmagoria, the 11th Hour, the 7th Guest, stuff like that. And then the normie is like Five Nights at Freddy's, yeah, Resident totally. Evil, games like that. Yeah. I mean, that's something, Five Nights at Freddy's, they're selling toys to kids at Toys R Us with that now. That, uh, you know, that's not a niche horror game. Can someone, can someone tell me that? It's like a Chuck E. Cheese parody. So it's like you're a security guard at Chuck E. Cheese, but the animatronics come to life and try to kill you at night. And so you have to, like, keep an eye on the security cameras, but you can't close the doors. You can only close one at a time. So if you pick the wrong one, they're going to get you. Is, is, it, is it scary? It's a jump it? scare delivery system. Yeah, definitely. Oh, okay. That's all it is. But it's spooky, but it, it's a jump scare. I've never played one of those games. I've always seen them. And like my little cousins have like t-shirts and shit. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know what the hell that is. You can watch Let's Plays of them. Just don't watch Markiplier or you'll go crazy. Nothing against him. <laughs> I just, I can't watch it as an adult. Yeah. Um, it's it's interesting the way they build the game that you're looking at the camera angles and the animatronics are moving around the restaurant getting closer to you and you have to know like you know where are they relative to you it sounds interesting it's almost like those um click and play games that you get tricked with uh like on flash 
You know what I mean? Like you would get the don't touch the edges and you get to the end and you see a pair of boobies and then the yeah. scary face comes scary up. face comes up. Yeah, it is like yeah. that because your character doesn't move. You just sit still and you're looking at security cameras trying to not get jump scared. But hmm. that's the new hot shit for the kids. That's their horror game. They're not playing even their version of Resident Evil up until and I don't want to get too much. Like yeah, six we'll was like an action movie, right? Resume. Yeah. So then now you have Five Nights at Freddy's survival horror. Also, you have Silent Hill, Parasite Eve, stuff like that. What are some other spooky games, you guys? you have a favorite spooky game? I'm a big fan of the Dead Rising series. Uh, zombie games. A lot of fun that you can just kind of like uh, makeshift stuff, put them together, pick up anything. Now that's if you're playing by yourself, Joe. What you really mean is you're a fan of the Left 4 Dead games. Oh my God. <laughs> I do love them. Honestly, Those yeah. are the best multiplayer games. horror yeah. type would, games oh. possible. I remember we were in college when uh, the second one came out. And yeah. they, they just put like, the first okay. level out in a demo. And it was like, <laughs> All right, this is my new favorite game, shit. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, I... Have you guys, like, I mean, Dead Space, obviously, we're looking at here. That's, like, really atmospheric. One, Even yeah. Doom 3 leaned more into the horror than the action, and that was on the original Xbox. Like, Doom 3 was very atmospheric and spooky and, like... Hell. Hell. What if demons Bam. were in space yeah. and you weren't super-powered god mode, right? So that stuff's always good. Um, I don't know. I, I always want to kind of think back to those early memories of my cousins playing those FMV games like Phantasmagoria. And it's like someone getting their head slowly screwed off. Like the the kill videos when like you failed the game, they were like so gnarly to me. Maybe they don't hold up now, but it's just a different type of horror game than we see now. Because it's oh, yeah. real Definitely. actors and it's like this uncomfortable imagery. And so you don't really have that anymore. There's also like the super niche stuff about like horror glitches in games. You guys know about any of those? Like the creepypastas with like Zelda and that kind of stuff. No, no, like oh, like the, a little uh, lightly, yeah, yeah. The um, the Zelda game, yeah, you know, the story about the guy who finds an unmarked copy and he uploaded the gameplay, and it's you know just like glitched out versions of the game, and the music's different, and he's slowly losing his mind. I think yeah, they've done creepypastas with like Sonic and stuff too. Like yeah. there's like some oh sure. See now, what screen. I know about that is is only the the general inspiration for Doki Doki Literature Club. Have, oh you yeah, guys know yeah, that? I know about. I mean, Doki talk Doki. about a scary game, Joe. Do you know what that game is? I have no idea. No. So there's a type of game, I guess not even romance simulator. It's, it's not a, it's necessarily as, uh, what it is. It's a light novel or a story. A visual novel. A visual novel-based game where you would sort of go from point A to point B, making light choices like a telltale game, but it would sort of unfold more in your own perspective of conversation or talking to people. Hmm. Um, it's one of those. It's a parody it starts glitching on you. It constantly makes you think that what's happening in the game isn't purposeful. The characters you're following, the young girl trying to go through her literature club, mm -hmm. starts to feel suicidal, and she kills herself. And you're thinking, well, hold on. This is a very light game. This isn't supposed to be it's like this. It's presented as I'll like a reloading. dating sim. Yeah, exactly. Oh, and then they reload the you. game. Oh, it wants you to reload. It plays with how you're playing the game, You know, based on if you go to certain save files, things like that. It affects, well, you brought me back. I wanted to kill myself. I'm going to kill myself again. When the characters start talking to you saying that, you're freaking out. Yeah, that's really Because cool. they stop talking to the character and they start talking to you, the player. And it's pretty interesting the way that works. And uh, what was it? Eternal Darkness was doing this too, where like it would say that your save file was corrupted and it would like break the fourth wall on you as a horror game. Yeah. And that's a pretty 
cool way to approach all of shit like that it's very indie you know very interesting i don't think it can be utilized in every game i like when horror games can stay true to what they were my favorite horror game is the thing adaptation i don't know if you guys ever got to play no i never played it it's a remake ish of events following uh the john carpenter original so i think it was released in about 2002 i had it for the dreamcast you would recreate the gameplay of that paranoia R.J. McCready is the name of Kurt Russell's character. He's the pilot. Maybe he got outside of the camp. You don't know. You're finding files from him that sort of key you into what went wrong and that he couldn't trust the people around him. When you uh, start to find survivors, you can test them. Say, hold on, who are you? Go into this room. Sort of sacrifice them if you're sort of untrustworthy. Maybe they'll get attacked. Maybe it'll turn out that they're space aliens. I mean, right. it, it had Damn. the real paranoia of the movie in the video game. It was so true to it. I loved it. So do you have like a favorite horror video game? Because there's a couple that are coming to mind right now for me, like that really scared me that really aren't. They're not the brand names. They're not Silent Hill or Resident Evil. There's some really scary ones that I've played. Um and I, I'm not going to say Phantasmagoria ever again. Um, <laughs> but like, there's those games, Outlast. Have you played those at all? No, no. never. You, you're, they're like indie games that were released on download on Xbox and PlayStation Store, right? And you're, like, you're an investigator going into this you know, like asylum, and they're oh, doing I all do these experiments. And it's it's first person. It's another run and no touch. You, yeah, run and no touch. You yeah. have no offense. You just hide. But it's so scary. Like, that's a, what's spooky. There was also... Um, condemned criminal origins when the xbox 360 came out and you're basically a cop on this city that's just gone to shit like just murderers and everything and you're tracking down a serial killer who kills serial killers so you find him yeah yeah so you find him like he'll kill the killer using their method and then he leaves clues but the atmosphere is really good so those two for me i think outlast and condemned criminal origins are the two of the scariest games that i've ever played I'm the kind of idiot who gets more scared by scary things in video games opposed to scary video games. Like, I can remember being a child playing Ocarina of Time, fighting the giant spider inside okay. the tree in the first scene, and just not even wanting to look at the screen. Right, and right, just okay. being like, I can't even face that. Yeah. Um, also, you're talking about, like, the Fatal Frame games. They're like Resident Evil clones where instead of shooting zombies, you have to take photos of ghosts. Oh, I do remember Those that, are yeah. very scary to me, too. That was like, like a House of the Dead ripoff, right? Sort of, but it's like top-down, like fixed camera angles, tank controls. Uh, they did have a House of the Dead version. like in mm-hmm. the I think the Nintendo Wii U had one where you used the tablet oh, weird. Oh, really to cool. fling it around. But yeah, the idea that you have to look directly at the scary thing to kill it. Like, because you go into first-person mode. Yeah, that that. was like, ooh, those (laughs) are creepy to me. Yeah. See, I think that's kind of like the future and and the stuff that I think is the coolest about horror video games is like using the Wii tablet to put on the screen or like we have a buddy who has a a Vive that had a horror experience and like VR headsets for horror. That's true. And it was like, look at the chair. Don't take your eyes off the little girl. And then you'd be like, what? And you'd look away and you'd look back and the little girl would be gone. Yeah. Yeah, Or you're just watching a home invasion happening. Ah, Don't say it. Those are scary. Yeah. Yeah. So that's an area. Yeah. The VR stuff for the future of horror, even, you know, haunted houses and stuff. What if that was like a, a virtual reality room where they have the corridors built and then the actor's, you know what I mean? Like, they could build a really scary horror experience using the VR in those physical hallways. Oh, easily. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, not exactly video games, but games in general. There are tabletop games that we like. Uh, Betrayal on House on the Haunted Hill. What is it called, Colin? 
I think I butchered the title. No, there. Betrayal at the House on the Haunted Hill. Oh, okay, yeah, that's a lot of fun. It's like D and D, but in a yeah. horror universe with you know pieces that come out and you build out the mansion as you explore it. And things like Vampire Masquerade, like set in a horror universe. Um, you know, that stuff's very fun as well. We used to play. Um, like horror muds back in the day, like those all text-based RPGs. Oh, oh man. Yeah, it That's was wild, school. man. Yeah, so I was on the PC side because my cousins had those for the horror games. They were older and into them, so they would play the puzzle games like Mist and stuff. And I was about to say, you wouldn't say something like Abyss or Mist perfectly falls in that genre. It created so much tension. That isolation. Yeah, You're just time solving Vault. Puzzles. I don't know if you remember that I don't game. remember Time Vault, but yeah. Um, the thing is like, I want to talk so much about horror video games, but we're going to do Resident Evil next week, <laughs> yeah, and I'm going to get very so into it. Video games. But what's cool is even since the Friday the 13th game, which we'll also talk about more in a couple See, weeks. that's another one I want to talk about, but we got we the have to wait on it. Up, so. Yeah. so tune in for the Friday the 13th episode and Resident Evil, Resident Evil episode to get into it. But there's a lot of good stuff in the genre of horror. If you like being spooked, it's fun to play with your friends and trade off on the controller with something like Outlast. That's what we did. Every time you die, you just pass the controller down and we'd all get spooked. I mean, you guys don't think something like The Last of Us is a scary game. It involves monsters chasing you. Yeah, that's definitely story driven. Yeah, and there's real tension there. I think The Last of Us definitely is a horror game. You have to make some very difficult choices. There's a game I'm waiting for a Steam sale called Vampire. That's your... uh, a detective is that with a Y vampire. vampire? Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah, I've heard about this. It looks really good. What What have you heard? Because I've only seen the review and yeah, you're oh, like okay, a, it looks pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, it looks good. You're like yeah. doing detective work and trying to figure out where the vampire is. It looks right? kind of almost like The Witcher, but you know, in uh, Victorian London, and you're looking for vampires. Yeah. Which I guess is Bloodborne. <laughs> yeah, that is. And Bloodborne, well, a horrifying game. Yeah, that's true. Bloodborne is uh, the Cthulhu stuff that we were talking about, and that's very scary too. Like, just looking at the silhouette of something, like a crazy monster, he's like, I don't want to go near that and fight it, you know? And the werewolf designs are super scary. Yeah, that's definitely a horror game. Yeah. Bloodborne. That's true. Bloodborne. Bloodborne. If I can make my last recommendation, a game that did not catch on, it was about four years old, 2014, it's a PlayStation exclusive called Until Dawn. Are you guys familiar with yeah. this? No. So it's a cabin in the woods style game. It's about a ski trip between people. It's motion captured. It's very realistic. You know, it's set that all the models look like very human. Uh, and it's performance based. So the people in it, Rami Malek, Mr. Robot. Oh, wow. I mean, you know, you have an incredible cast. It's written by horror filmmakers and directors. Specifically, Nick Bowen, who mm. uh, wrote a very large series of Wendigo novels and horror films. It's a Wendigo story. So I don't uh, know I if you guys Wendigos. are familiar mm. with that monster yeah. in particular. Yeah, that's something that's really not been mined by films that much. To play it in a game, in a game very much like what the Telltale series, Rest in Peace, could never do, which is all choice-driven, uh, it feels like you're playing a different movie every time you play it. I mean, anyone can have a different experience in it. I highly recommend this game. Oh, series. that's very cool. Until Check Dawn, yeah, that seems. Then we also have things like Alan Wake. I was going to ask. I, I Alan Wake. I want to wait until Stephen King because yeah. that's kind of the only Even direct Silent correlation Hill. of an oh, okay. author-based yeah. horror so we'll video game. Also, oh, the Evil Within. There's yeah. there's a lot of new stuff. Oh yeah, good. which we mentioned in the Bethesda episode. If you want to go back and listen yep. to that. And to mention Freddy and Jason, we talked about Mortal Kombat. They're all in the new Mortal Kombat game. Bitch. 
give us that big fight night. <laughs> yeah, and then um, you know, obviously we forgot about the greatest horror game of all time, Call of Duty Zombies. So. Yeah, okay, sure. <laughs> well, and, and one last, uh, Ash is in a series of Evil Dead video games. I think there's three in total. That Fistful are of Boomstick so is That's especially right. fantastic. Yeah. And those, uh, you know, they got Bruce doing the voice acting, Ted Raimi doing characters. They're 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 great. That's awesome. All right, well, you know, I'm scared that we might run out of time, so maybe we should go ahead and hit the wrap-up. <laughs> wrap-up like a guys. mummy? Is yeah, that, yeah, that yeah. That sounds about like right, so let's bury ourselves and wrap it up. Tom wrap it up. Brandon Fraser. Because <laughs> <laughs> this So, guys, that was it. We were talking horror today. I'm sure we left some spooks on the side of the road uh, or locked up in the cellar, maybe. Mm. Um, but, you know, we'll be talking horror the rest of the month. So reach out to us specifically if you think there's anything we forgot. Yeah, this was just the appetizer. Yeah. We're simply warming up. We're putting gas in the chainsaw, as it were. So. Yeah. But any last <laughs> final thoughts on the niche to normie of horror in general? Um, I want to talk a little bit about haunted houses. Ooh, okay. Yeah, that's a good call. We didn't touch on that. Um, Colin, you and I in particular have gone to Knott's Scary Farm multiple years yeah. in a row. Uh, we have paid for the ultimate be-all experience. They're trapped is what they call, where they're allowed to grab trapped. at you. They're allowed to touch you. Ooh. They're allowed to mess with you. Colin, you want to talk a little bit about your experience in Trapped as well? I mean, these were <laughs> wild. When I had to eat a bug. <laughs> they um, made him eat a bug. Wow. Yeah, just one time. And I almost felt like I was going to puke. One time uh, I paid to eat bugs. So, <laughs> Oh, there you go. I guess you did too. <laughs> yeah, in a way he did. In a way. Um, uh, I love this series. You know, uh, guys, there's going to be something out by you. It's close to Halloween. Go out to a local hunt go out to a corn maze go do something i mean yeah. those are truly the best and most fun way to experience it yeah i mean we really yeah I, I think the best way to do it is just let yourself go you know be in the moment of it because you're gonna have a blast yeah and you know you gave me some great advice actually joe when you go through the actual mazes, sometimes you can just have a person who goes in front and doesn't react to something. I like when you go first, Joe, because you do react, not even that you're scared, but you just build up and play along with it because that's what we're all kind of there for. That's the point of it. I want to have a good time. act crazy. They like it too. It feeds off each other. I I like to, you know, picture myself as like the, you know, the male protagonist running through the horror story. And and we've had a ton of fun in some of those. Like Trapped was really intense. And they've been themed. We've seen an Evil Dead one when they did the remake. It was Um, a log flume ride. (laughs) All right. There was uh, the Necronomicon at the top. Carrie, I got a a ghost prom date. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Walking through, and one of the girls just like put her, put her arm, arm around me, yeah. and she just did the, the rest of the night. Wow, yeah. ghost prom. That's um, great. There are some good like scare zones and stuff like that. I love um, Not Scary Farm as well. Um, so fun. Universal like, Horror Hunt. Horror I've never nights. been to Universal, yeah. which, and listen. We're doing it this year. Yeah. The reason Universal is cool is because they own the rights to the monsters. Yeah, they have the Walking Dead. So when they do their Halloween stuff out here at Universal, you get all the brand name monsters. And that's Stranger cool. Things this year, too. That's awesome. I will definitely go for the Stranger Things. You got to let me know and we'll we'll meet up. Um, I love haunted houses. My pro tip is go with someone who's more scared than you because if they're reacting, they will target that person and then leave you alone. 
So if you don't want to be spooked, go with someone who's more yeah. spooked than you are, and they'll just become the magnet of all. <laughs> Shout the... out Jacob. Yeah, <laughs> friend of the show. Um, you guys have any uh, Halloween plans, costumes? What are you guys thinking? You gonna dress up or no? I'll definitely figure something out. Uh, just a hot tip while we're talking Halloween. You know, yeah. we've kind of hit that age and a couple years ago, too, where we're not necessarily having a party every year, just timing-wise between friends and stuff. And if you guys feel that way, you, you're kind of not sure what to do, go outside. Be the one to hand out the candy. Make it fun for the kids. Because let me tell you, I've done that uh, in the past where I've just put out a prop chair, sat down, and greeted people as they come up. I've had a fucking blast doing that, too. You know, have fun with it. Um, do something relevant costume wise. I always like it when it's the year of don't go too out there with it. That's yeah. my only recommendation on that. I don't like people who are just like, I'm a fireman. Yeah. I'm a policeman. Yeah. I also don't yeah. like when they're two things, chick magnet, bunch of Barbies on you. That's not, I yeah, don't like, no. that's not funny. No. Make it from a movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I really think like if you're not from yeah. a movie or a yeah. TV show or, or like a book game, or something, wait, what's, yeah. what's the point? What I are don't you know doing? what you are. You're supposed to be anything you want. Yeah. It's the one day where you can be anything you want. You choose like, oh, I'm a, I'm a cop. Yeah. I'm, I'm a, a plumber. <laughs> like that's I'm as fucking inventive as yeah. you get. Postman. And or buying like, a toilet. I'm a toilet. It's like, oh, cool dog. Yeah. <laughs> Great fucking costume. Also, buying cat ears from Rite Aid and wearing all no. black doesn't count. No. It does not. No. Or a witch's hat. Yeah. No, like, no, no, no. Do witch- that in your office. I get it. But no, yeah. no, no. Go out. Have fun. Yeah. If you can. Or like I said, give the, you know, hand out the candy. That's always good. Because, you know, we all have, you know, good memories of trick-or-treating as kids. I know I sure did. So. Yeah. We, we have a tradition. We always carve pumpkins, throw on some scary movies, drink yep. some some hard ciders. You know, it's a good time. Yeah. yeah. And bake those pumpkin seeds, baby. We always do that. Uh, well, we do that as well. Delicacy. Yeah. yeah. Of course. Save the seeds and bake them, With man. Like garlic salt or, uh, yeah, sometimes like cinnamon, stuff like that, too. You can go all different kinds of ways with those. So be sure to sign up for the Normies Like Us Halloween Cookbook. It's going to be <laughs> out. <laughs> yeah. Any other fun treats. And like we said, if you have any movie recommendations, but really if you just have anything else you love to do on Halloween that we didn't hit let us know on instagram twitter uh follow us like rate review subscribe always helps us out here yeah. or send us something that'll scare us yeah not too much <laughs> and of course always recommend other episodes once we get out of, out of october we'll lean back into that yeah and once again this has been the 20th episode so thank Ooh. you normies for sticking around for 20 of these thank you please keep listening so yeah. we have made more episodes than there are friday the 13th movies so, <laughs> so we're better than friday we're the on 13th. track yeah definitely eat your heart out jay <laughs> he's gonna right, he guys. will <laughs> well thanks for the scares this has been colin joe and the wolf mike back and, in human form and do you guys hear that it's kind of kind of sound like some weird noises outside the door like some scratches or Hey, what? What is that? Those ones were like kung fu. Cut those ones. No, I liked all that. I think that was good.